There's a bunch the Bible says about the end. I mean, there's a lot of different things, the end of a lot of different stuff. But I want to call your attention to some things. Amen. Try to help some folks. Uh, this morning, Matthew 24, verse 1, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another shall not be thrown down. That happened in 70 A.D. under Titus. And uh, one day Israel's fixing to have their third temple. It's fixing to be built. They have the cornerstones prepared. They have the red heifer being raised and grazed over here in America. They're building the vessels. They're, they're, they're getting it all prepared. And they're moving that direction. It ain't going to take long for them to, with the cranes and ability and all that kind of stuff to, to build what they need to build that, that thing, that temple. And the Antichrist is going to come and sit in there, amen, on a throne and declare that he is God. There's already a man that sits on a throne, goes around the world and the country, and uh, speaks ex cathedra from his seat, a throne. They claim he's God in the flesh. And when he speaks, they say that's the voice of God. And uh, the thing about his throne, though, it's got an upside-down cross on it. I thought that was pretty interesting. And then he has a, he has a bow. He has a staff, and he's got a dead Jesus hanging on that thing, and he's falling forward, and there's a bow, but he's got no arrows. And he, he rides around in a white vehicle. Pictures a white horse rider, Revelation 6, 1, 2. So, something about that clown. Amen. And uh, I say that reverently. <laughs> Somebody might have thought I was irreverent. I ain't got nothing good to say about the man, other than that he's a sinner and needs to get saved. Not he's damning a billion souls to hell with his false doctrine, his propaganda, and he's trying to damn millions more. Amen. Amen. Verse 3. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, where he's coming back again, he's going to place his foot there and it's going to cleave from the east and to the west. Amen. Right. Amen. He's coming right on over those Muslim graves. A bunch of Muslims, amen, over there at the Mount of Olives, buried a bunch of dead Muslims and put graves there, not thinking that the Holy Savior of God would touch his feet there. Because they got a prophecy that says he's going to come back and go through the eastern gate. So they blocked it all up. They got it all covered up, put a graveyard of dead Muslims right there, thinking that Jesus would not come down and touch right where he said he's going to. Listen, he can touch a leper and cure him. He ain't going to get infected by him. He won't be affected by the dead if he stumps on him. And he's already going to have the rest of his brethren's blood. Amen. Muhammad's blood and Muhammadin's blood splashed all over him. And his garments are going to be stained in red. And the blood's going to flow up to the horse's bridle. Amen. I'm telling you, he's coming back. He's going to tread the wine press. You know what he thinks about that religion? He's going to squish it like a Greek. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. And the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Father, we ask you to bless now. For Jesus' sake, be thou glorified and magnified in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. The end. Amen. The end. we we'll try to draw you just something a little bit here today and preach and bring out scriptures to you. Amen. There's a period of time coming. Right there. You see that? Coming right there. <laughs> Amen. That, that's a period of time. You say, what time is it? Amen. This is the start of Daniel's 70th week. And then there's a time 
of the end. And then this says, that world, or the world to come, that Jesus is referring to. The Bible said in Matthew chapter number 12, He says over there, all manner of sin and blasphemy be forgiven, but the blaspheme of the Holy Ghost won't be forgiven in this world, nor the world to come. The Bible said in the book of Ephesians that Jesus, amen, has a name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and the glory of God the Father. Right? And in Ephesians chapter number 1, I believe it is, that that's the greatest name not only in this world, but in the world to come. This is a new world. Right? God's new world order. God's new world order. You know what we call that? We call that the millennium. Right? Hello? We call that the millennium. Some people call that, like Jesus did, the kingdom of heaven. That's heaven on earth. Hello? You know what else that's called in the Bible? The day of the Lord. That's the day of the Lord. Technically, the day of the Lord basically goes from here all the way through here. It runs about a thousand seven years and a little season. <laughs> Hello? How do you know that? Because the Bible tells us Satan's loose for a little season. When? At the end of the kingdom. Right? At the end of the kingdom, you have a world war. You have World War V. You have Battle of Gog and Magog. Okay? We know for beyond a shadow of a doubt, Exodus or Ezekiel chapter 38 deals with that subject right there. Amen? We're talking about the end. That's the end of that world. Then there's eternity. There's another world that begins even after that. Hello? The Bible talks about a world without end. That could be that world, world without end. But listen, His kingdom, there be no end, the Bible says. But somewhere out there, there's a great battle, and then heaven and earth pass away, and there's a new heaven, there's a new earth after the great white throne judgment. And then He'll have a whole new system for the Jews on the earth. They'll have a whole new system for the Gentiles out in the universe. And He'll have a whole new system out there for the church, the body of Christ, New Jerusalem. Amen. We all got special eternity and we got special rewards and inheritances, but all that transpires after the end of his kingdom. Right? Amen. But right here, this is where we're living. Right here. And you have the rapture. You say, when's the rapture going to happen? I'll tell you when it's not going to happen. Amen. You ready? You ready on Google? You ready to know when the rapture is not going to happen? Right? The Bible says day nor hour you can't know. Why can't you know the day nor hour? Calendar. Well, part of the calendar, but what else? The Father said, Father said so. He's the only one that knows. Okay, I understand that too. The international date line. If he said he was coming back on September 23rd, 2015, would that be Honolulu time? Would that be Jerusalem time? Would that be... England, London, England's time? Would that be New York City's time? Would that be Los Angeles, California time? Would that be Manila, Philippines time? 
See, that's why you can't do it day nor hour. Because on one side of that line is one day, and on the other side of that line is another day. Right? Hello, right now, it's, 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 uh, what's the day today? The, the 13th? It's the 14th in the Philippines. Yeah. And in Japan. So, we're living in uh, September 13th, 2015, and in Japan right now, it's September 14th, 2015. So, which day is he coming on? Is he coming on the 15th or he coming on the 13th? If the rapture takes place, some people will be going on the 14th, some people will be going on the 13th. Right? Some people be going out at 6, some people going out at 8, some people going out at 12, some people going out at 1. Listen, you got 24 time zones. When the rapture happens, there's people listed disappearing from 24 different time zones on two different days. Makes sense why you can't know the day nor hour, doesn't it? Brother Nick? Brother Parks, um, remember you and I talking about geocentricity? Geocentricity about the sun going yes. around the earth. I think that's a... A major deception. Yeah, we measure our calendar by that. So we measure our calendar by that, but then we got a 24-day cycle too, to where we go by the hour time, and so our calendars are off, uh, our timetables off, everything's off. But Jesus said we can't know a day nor hour, so I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. But I specifically know that there's a time and period in our Bible that it looks as though the rapture's happening that tells us what season it will not happen. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. Uh, we're talking about the end, and everybody's all worked up on the internet and on YouTube and all this about the end. When's the end coming? Jesus talks about the end of the world. Amen? The end of the world. We'll go back here and we'll just say this is Calvary. Okay? And this is where Jesus died. And Messiah was cut off at the end of the 69th week. He's cut off, not for his sins, but the sins of the world. Right? And uh, he had an end. Things concerning him, the Bible said, had an end. Alright? He died at the 69th week. I believe the 70th week starts. I believe through here you're in Daniel's 70th week. This period of time is called the end. The end. That's that period of time right there. It's also known as the time of Jacob's trouble, not the church's trouble. Right? This period of time technically is Daniel's 70th week. Right there. This period of time. Seven year period of time. This period of time right here is 42 months. This period of time here is 1260 days. This is for a time, times, and half times. That's three and a half years. Amen? Three and a half years. That's called great. Tribulation. That time right there is messing up a lot of people. That people's got all kinds of people messed up. Listen, there's a day coming. The Lord's going to call His church out of here. You, you with me? Look at what it says, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, verse 1. But of the times, you know what times are in the Bible? It's years. Amen? But of the times... Listen, God's trying to tell us something and He's trying to give us a hint through His book 
But you got to study to show yourself approved unto God of work, need not shame, rightly dividing. Acts 1 7 says, and he said on them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons which a father hath put in his own power. And now Paul says, We can know that. In Acts chapter 1, he says, You can't know it. But then in Acts and 1 Thessalonians 5, the revelation has been given to Paul. But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need I write on you for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Right there, Armageddon. He's coming down. He's coming back with his horses and he's coming down right there. And there's going to be Armageddon right there. Third World War. Or World War IV. Right there. Armageddon is the fourth war. World War. And they're gathering all the armies of the world together to battle against the great God, the great day of God Almighty. And they're going to fight against Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Word of God, the faithful and true witness. He's coming back. And He's going to destroy them. He's going to burn them up. Yep. You understand me? That's when He's coming. How? As a thief in the night. Right? That's when He's coming. Seven years prior to that. Listen. I'm going to try to help you out with something today to show you something if you let me. You understand? You bring this line down here. That crossroads. When's that day going to transpire? If he's coming back at Tabernacles and today this is 2015, go out seven years puts it what? 2022. Alright, let's go say if it doesn't happen this year and it happens next year, 2016. Right? Seven years from that point it puts you what? Well, from 2015, Tabernacles, you back up seven years, put you 2022. So somewhere around 2022 to 2023. You know, you know when that happens? Tabernacles happens, I believe, amen, next year, it's October 23rd. You see how far out it is? It's not September 23rd. Everybody's looking for September 23rd. Next year, if it happens, the rapture happens, say, at Pentecost in 2016... Right? It's right around June 11th through the 13th next year. Go out 6.38 years will put you where? 6.22 and put you out here. And it's out here. I don't know. I couldn't look that one up. But next year it's 2013. What are you saying? When Pentecost happens in June, it puts tabernacles out in October. That's why all the people say it's either May or June or September, October. But I'm just trying to show you some things. If it happened next year, it's October 23rd is when Tabernacles happens. But people don't know. They don't know their calendar. They don't know the season. Let me show you something here. Let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 8. God's trying to tell us something if we let Him tell us. Amen? If we'd let God tell us something, amen, that's what we got to do. Sukkot, in, in 2022, is 12th through the 16th. It's October 12th through the 16th in 2022. In 2023... Let me go back up and look, see when it is. 2023. 2023, it puts it 
September 30th, October 1st. October 1st. So it's right there, September, October. In 2023. We don't know the day nor hour. We don't know exactly what day is coming or what year he's coming, but we know the signs of his coming is close. Right? Look at Jeremiah chapter number 9. Or 8, I'm sorry, 8. Look at what he says in verse 20. The harvest is what? Past. And the what? When does summer end? The end of summer. Right? The end of summer is September usually 20th through the 21st. Hello? The end of summer. That's the end of the solstice. You know what it says? It says summer's ended. The harvest is what? And we are not what? Saved. And according to this period of time in Soko or Tabernacles in 2022 or 2012, it's right at the 1st of October. That means they're about a week or two away from being converted and being born again. They're saying, we're not saved. Summer's ended. Harvest is past. Amen. It's over. Our goose is cooked. But Israel gets saved at the end of the tribulation as a nation in one day. They're freaking out because it's come past September 23rd and they're not saved. Hello. Everybody's acting. They're all messed up on the September 23rd thing. According to this verse, they're still not born again after September. But they get born again in October. Hello. Amen. You say, preacher, you're nuts. I'm just believing what the book says. Let's go to Song of Solomon chapter number 2. Song of Solomon chapter number 2. I'm just trying to tell you, I'm trying to show you when the end of the world's coming. What world? This world that we're in ends right here. At Armageddon. This is the end of the world that Jesus was talking about in Matthew 24. Hello? He was right here and he talks about the end of the world. The world would have ended right here. Hello? He was seven years away from here. When Jesus is sitting on Mount over there in Matthew chapter number 24, he is seven years away from the millennium, from Him coming back, riding on a white horse and destroying the world and beginning this new world order. But because of the Jews' rejection in Acts 7, He takes it and He pushes it out there almost 2,000 years and inserts a age called the church age, a period of time where he's going to the Gentiles to reach them. That's what's got everybody fouled up. Most all your Bible prophecy fits right in this window right there. Most all your Bibles deal with that seven year period of time. Those promises. Listen, there's 500 prophecies fixing to be filled right there. 48 of them came to pass over here at his birth and at Calvary. 30 of them came to pass in one day. They pierced his side. He come riding in, meek and lowly on an ass. They they get they they gambled for a soul, thirty pieces of silver, and a bunch of verses. Just all oh, they wounded in the house of his friends. Amen. But he's born in Bethlehem, Judea, of Ephrathah, over here. All came to pass on one person. I'm trying to help you out now. Look at Song of Solomon, chapter number two. This is about Jesus Christ and his bride. Israel is not the bride of Christ. Israel is God's wife. This is a picture of Solomon and his wife. A picture of Christ and the church. 
The church is a body of Jews and Gentiles converted. Chapter 2, verse 8. The voice of my beloved, behold, he cometh leaping upon the mount, skipping upon the hills. My beloved is like a roe or a young heart. Behold, he standeth behind our wall. He looketh forth at the windows, showing himself through the lattice. My beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and what? Come away. That's not him landing on the ground. That's him calling somebody out. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. Amen. Meet uh, in the clouds to meet him where? That's, that's what that's pictures. That verse of scripture right there fulfills a prophecy about the church in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Amen. 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 The church is going up. Everybody says it ain't going to happen. The word rapture don't show up in the Bible. The definition does. Hello. Caught up. That's what it means. To seize, to snatch, to catch away. That's what it means. Rapture. Right? What's he doing? He's calling them saying, come away. Verse 11, for lo, the winter's what? Past. And the rain is over. April showers bring what? Amen. The rain is over and gone and the flowers appear on earth and the time of the singing of the birds has come and the voice of the turtles heard in our land and the fig tree putteth forth her green figs and the, and the vines with a tender grape give a good smell arise my love my fair one and come what? Winter's past. You know when that rapture takes place? It's not, it's not December, February, March. Amen. It's not October. It's not November. It's not December. How do you know? When's December? When's winter begin? December what? 20, 21st, right? All the way up to March. Rapture don't happen in that period of time. It's after the winter. When does, when does the fall begin? September 20th through what? December 20th. So it's not happening in October. It's not happening in November. It's not happening in December. When does he catch his bride away? It's not in the summer. When summer begins? June 20th through September 20th. Those are the summer months. June, July, August, September. Guess what? The rapture, when he calls his bride away, is not in that month. When does he call her out? The late spring. Isn't that simple? The Bible said I can know the season. Isn't that simple? Say what? He's coming back when? When? Late spring. How do you know it's late spring? Well, let's look. Let's look at Matthew 24. These people don't read their Bible. They don't read the Old Testament. They don't look at the Old Testament. They don't know that there's a bunch of stuff, amen, that's going to be fulfilled in the Old Testament here in the future. If they knew how much the book of Psalms and other things fulfilled the Old Testament, they'd spend a whole lot more time in it. they got no idea of all those prophecies. Because they're all running around in Acts chapter 2 and Hebrews chapter 6. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 14, that's all they know. See, the climax of a Christian's life in a charismatic church or Pentecostal church happens in Acts 2 and 1 Corinthians 14. They've done reached the pinnacle when they speak in tongues, so why study the rest of the Bible? They don't know anything. And they threw the Bible out. So they're all reading all these Greek lexicons and Hebrew uh, books and all this other kind of stuff and they can't find the truth because they got rid of the truth which is the Word of God which is the King James Bible. And they took the light out. They've, they've broken up all the cross references. They're taking so many verses out words out. How can they know the truth? So they're speculating. Matthew chapter 24. He says over there in verse 32, Now learn the parable of who? 
of the fig tree. What happened in Song of Solomon 2 over there? Wasn't it talking about a, a fig tree putting forth her what? Her figs. He said, I learned a parable fig tree when its branch is yet what? Tender, put it forth as leaves. You know that summer's what? Nine. Isn't that happening over there? In Song of Solomon chapter number 2? The tender figs now are out there. The, the grapes give their smell. Right? When's, what, what time period did the Bible interpret that as? Summer's what? Nine. Boy, ain't that something. You know how close you are away from summer here? If it happened on the 13th, if Pentecost was on the 13th and the rapture happened on the 13th, how close are you to summer? Seven days. Seven days, June 20th. Isn't that something? You know, summer's nigh. Mid-June. Mid-June, you're still in the springtime. Almost summer. Summer's nigh. Summer's real close. How do they miss that? How do they not read their Bible and believe that? Everybody's getting everybody worked up about September 23rd over here. And they totally miss what the Bible's talking about over here, about when the church is caught away. Hello? Are you reading your King James? Why don't you put the NIV funny book and comic book now and get a real King James Bible and study it? Amen. Amen. The words in the book. And get a good relationship with the Holy Ghost. According to uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23 over there, he said, Turn you at my reproof. And behold, I pour my spirit out onto you, and I'll make known my words onto you. People trying to prophesy, not knowing the spirit of prophecy was the Lord Jesus Christ, and they're not in the book. Yeah. And they're using all these stupid little advances going on around the world and trying to get everybody worked up. But I ain't getting worked up. Amen. The end. The end. The end. You know what's going to happen right around this time right here? There's a bunch of people out there on YouTube and a bunch of people. When I listened to Sean Hannity over a year ago, he said, it looks like World War III is forming. You're right, Sean, it's going to. You say, why? Because of Daniel 9, the prophecies of Daniel's 70th week, talks about the war of desolation. You got Psalm 83 talks about looks like a Muslim caliphate coming in. A bunch of Muslim nations going to come in and gather around Israel. Somewhere around World War III upsteps the man of sin and delivers Israel from the Muslim armies that are coming up against her. And the Bible says they're, they're, they're going to be burning these weapons, amen, and gathering dead people for seven years. Everybody wants to put that right here. Something's going to make Israel. Something's going to make Israel slay a bunch of people on the mountains, and the Antichrist is going to come in and deliver Israel on a horse. If he's not riding a horse, he's going to be some kind of leader that's going to come in a military dictator and deliver Israel from this Muslim caliphate. And they're going to believe their Messiah is here, and they receive the false Messiah, and he signs a treaty with the Palestinians, with the Muslims, with all these different people. And Israel says our Messiah is here. And somehow he helps them get their temple restored and he moves from his headquarters, which I believe is the Vatican, which is in Rome, and he comes over and he sits on a throne in the new temple, the world, uh, the, the temple of all faiths, and sits down on it. And exalts himself above all that is called God. Amen. When's that happen? Right here. Amen. He's sitting 
right in the temple. Somewhere that temple's got to be built in this period of time. You know what you have? You have a mock millennium. You have a false kingdom, a counterfeit kingdom. Everybody knows there's going to be a third world temple built. Everybody knows World War III is coming. They just can't figure it out when, what's going to transpire and how to lay it out. But it's not September 23rd this year in 2015 because all these other events haven't happened yet. Just because there's dead fish floating ashore, dead animals showing up, because there's storms and earthquakes and just because there's tornadoes and hurricanes, just because there's lightning strikes and things like that, doesn't mean we're in the middle of the tribulation, Daniel 70th week. Those are all beginning of sorrows, according to Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke chapter 22 and 21. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, those are all birth pains. The earth is ready to travail like there's never been before. Those are just early birth pains. They don't know what that man right here has got for them. He's fixing to come in here. He's fixing to wind up having an army according to Revelation chapter number 6 and God's going to give him power to take life. You know what Bill Gates and, and uh, the guy down there that owns the Atlanta Braves, Ted Turner and a bunch of other people are doing these multi-billionaires are trying to do right now? They're trying to create a thing called population or depopulation, population control. You know what they want to do? They want to control the population. How? By giving you vaccines and doing all kinds of things and genocide and killing people. Obamacare's got killing people in there. Death panels. You know what's going to happen? We see the storm clouds. We see it coming. But God's going to empower the man of sin and the devil to pass all that stuff. Maybe a bunch of that stuff gets passed here, amen, at, uh, uh, at the new meeting of the Pope in September when he meets with the UN. Hello? I can't remember the name. They got some kind of name for that meeting they got. I can't think of it right now. Is, is evading me, but they got a meeting and they want to restructure the whole world, a new world order. They want to create it. This is the devil's new world order. He's going to have one. America may cease to exist before we go out. We may have a new world order. The devil's going to have one. And the world's going to worship the beast. And they're going to take his name, they're going to take his mark, they're going to take his number. Hello? We know those are identifiable. But none of that stuff has happened yet. And before that happens, this is, I mean, before uh, this happens, all this has got to happen yet. Amen? There's going to be 42 months guaranteed that there's two prophets standing in Jerusalem named Elijah and Moses, and they're going to preach. And at the end of the thing, they're going to get slain. The beast out of the bottom of the pit will slay them. And for three and a half days, they're going to lay in the city, dead. And the whole world's going to party and celebrate. They got some meteor supposedly supposed to hit America or hit the world on September 23rd or sometime in that period of time. Listen, when the Bible said the stars of heaven will fall, they're coming. And there will be meteor showers from heaven, from God. Not just one little stinking asteroid going to hit the planet. Amen? They're using a bunch of fear-mongering, war-mongering to get people all worried and upset when Christians ought to be out witnessing! Yep. He's going to sit 42 months on a throne. He's going to run the planet from Jerusalem for 42.
two months. And while he's on that throne, there's going to be two men in Jerusalem be preaching against him. And he's going to be a thorn in their side. And people's going to come up and they're going to try to stop those two witnesses from preaching and they're going to call fire down from heaven and consume them. The fire is going to proceed out of their mouth and some fire-breathing preachers. And they'll consume them. Nobody can get close. They're not going to be able to die until the beast himself from the bottomless pit rises up and attacks them. And God allows that. And after three days and a half, their, their heads pop back on their body. However, they are slain, and they pop back on their feet, and they're caught out. Somebody says, come up hither, and they're caught up. There's the mid-trib rapture. There is a rapture that takes place over here with the false prophet in Revelation chapter 11. And guess what? It's a partial rapture too. Just like the five virgins go out over there in Matthew 25. There's a split rapture, a partial rapture over there at the end of the trib. A mid-trib rapture is partial. And the rest of the remnant it talks about. See, there is truth, but they don't have it placed right. They're all placing a partial rapture right here. There's not a partial rapture right there. Everybody that's in the body of Christ goes up when He hollers and calls them out. When does this happen? Revelation chapter number 4. Right? He heard a voice saying, Come up hither. The sound of the voice of a trumpet. And it's the end of the church age. The churches go out. People say, Well, that's all churches in the tribulation. Well, you can call it anything you want. You can break down the book of Revelation however you want to. But about Paul or John was written to, spoken to, and he was told, Write the things which are, and the things which I have seen, and the things which shall be hereafter. And I guarantee you, right here is a hereafter. Amen? And a lot of people's got a division about chapter 2 and 3 over here. The church age. They could be seven literal churches in the Revelation, in the tribulation. But there are also types of church ages. You don't believe it? Study the, the charts and look at the types that's in there throughout the church ages. I understand. People don't understand prophecy. People don't understand spiritual applications. They get all bent out of whack. And there's so many preachers. I've listened, I've listened to so many preachers on Revelation. Amen. I think they're all nutty as fruitcake. Hello. Amen. Everybody's got their own ideas. Everybody's got their own speculations. Listen, about the water is so muddy they don't understand, but everybody thinks somehow September 23rd, the whole world's coming to an end, and I'm telling you, everything will be running right on schedule. You're still going to have an America, even if she's called something else. It's not going to change mine and your lives a bit. We may not have a dollar bill no more. We may have a currency. We may have a debit card. We may have an Obama card. we got no idea what we're going to have. But I'm telling you, we're minimum seven years away from this thing happening. Hello? 2022. Guess what's going to happen? Nothing. <laughs> Y'all looking at me puzzled. Am I puzzling you? Am I helping you? Listen, we're minimum seven years away from that. That's a thousand year kingdom. 1,007 years from here. And a season, which happens over here at the end of the thing. Satan's loosed out of the bottomless pit after 1,000 years for a little season. Then the armies gather themselves against Jerusalem, that holy city, the beloved city. Amen. And it comes down, fire from God out of heaven and consumes them. Then we go to Great White Throne. And guess what? Right here at the end of this thing, there's two people that's bound and thrown in the lake of fire. The beast and the false prophet, two men, are cast in a lake of fire. Satan's bound. 
by an angel with a big chain thrown in the bottomless pit. He's loose for a little bit of season. He comes out to deceive and then he's finished. He's thrown in the lake of fire, Revelation 20, verse 10. Hallelujah! Amen! Well, have a recess on that. Hello? And the beast and the false prophet been there for a thousand years where the beast and the false prophet are. Not were, but are. Take that, J.W. Read your own book. You got two present. You got a present tense and a past tense. Which one is it? They couldn't make their mind. It's present tense. They are. They've been there a thousand years. What about all the people that were right here? They received the mark of the beast, according to Revelation chapter number 14. They end up in the lake of fire and the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. What? Who took his mark? Who took his name? Who took his number? The microchip somehow is connected. The internet somehow connected. 666-WWW-VA-VA-VA is a sixth Hebrew letter. Somehow all that's connected. And according to Obamacare, by 2017, they want everybody microchipped. They want everybody on a one currency, one world government system. It may begin starting in September. But it doesn't mean I'm taking it. It doesn't mean I'm receiving it. Now they can give me a brand new, brand new United States debit card and I can do all my banking on that but I ain't taking nothing in my hand. Amen. I don't care. They say, well, the microchip's not the mark of the beast. Hey, I ain't taking it. I ain't getting no microchip. Now, you can put it in the card and I can, I can cash it and use it, but it ain't in my hand. Well, it's in your hand because you're wanting it. No, it's in my hand or in my forehead. All this retina scans and all these eye scans and all this stuff that they're doing, all this is technology preparing people to receive the mark of the beast. And what they're trying to do is tell you that there's going to be some kind of electronic pulse that's set out here and it's going to destroy all our computers and electric grids and all this stuff's going down. That's all designed to get you where they want you. They may allow electric to go out. There may be rolling blackouts for a long time. They may sit back and try to talk to you, but they want to control you through our electronics. Whatever they do is only going to be temporary because, listen, you're not going to be able to control that crowd unless they're electronically tagged. And if we have no electronics, then how good is the electronic chip going to be? If we can't go to debit cards and purchase and buy and sell and go back to the old ways where we got to write numbers on cans and all this sticker stuff, Listen, we're not going back to the dark ages. Hello? The dark ages ain't going to transpire until you get right over here. When God puts the lights out. Amen. All this is scaring you about what's fixing to come that they might be able to control you. But listen, knowledge is power. And when you got the Word of God and you know the book, you got power over all this stuff. Listen, it's fear-mongering. I believe it's going to happen. I believe a man is going to come up and rescue Israel and be the false Messiah. But before it's all over, he's going to be eating them according to Isaiah chapter number 6, verse 13. There's going to be a whole lot of cannibalism going on. I was listening to Dr. Ruckman the other day, finish up Zechariah, and he's going through reading a bunch of verses. Amen. It shows where people will be eating their own people. People will be eating their own children and eating one another. Why? Maybe famine will happen over there in the trib where people start eating one another. Isn't that something? People's going to be so hungry when the famine enters that they're going to just kill their neighbor and then have a, have a roast. Amen. Listen, people don't want to realize how much cannibalism is going to happen in that period of time. But it's not starting right there. 
Everybody thinks that's September 23rd and the rapture's happening. I'm telling you, they're mistaken. You say, how do you know? There's too many people jumping on this bandwagon. There's very few jumping on that bandwagon. In fact, I hardly know anybody's jumping on that bandwagon. And you know what's going to happen when a bunch of people think September 23rd is going to happen right then? You know what's going to happen? A bunch of people's going to say, Oh, hogwash. Phooey. Christians don't even know what they're talking about. It's fiction. And you know what they're going to do? Millions and millions of people's going to throw Christianity in the tank because nothing transpires on September 23rd. Amen, amen, amen. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? I'm telling you, it's, it's happening. The rapture is going to transpire, but not when they think not. There, there's nobody looking this direction. What, one out of a million? How many people's looking this direction? How many Bible believers look in this direction? How many Bible believers are left? Not a whole lot. I'm just trying to tell you, the end's coming. Jesus said, when he was sitting over here, Matthew 24, when shall be the end of the world? You want to know when the end of the world is? The end of the world begins at the rapture, and then you begin to enter in. And you go through the seals, you go through the trumpets, you go through the vials. Just like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you have the seals, you have the trumpets, you have the vials, and you have the seven personages. Four trips through the book of Revelation. Four times Armageddon, amen, where Jesus is coming back. Jesus comes back at the end of Revelation chapter number 6. And everybody says, we're right there at Revelation chapter 6. We're at the sixth seal. You got us right there? The sixth seal? That's where they got us. Because they don't know the Bible. Because they don't know how to read Revelation. They don't pay attention to it. Revelation 6, Revelation 11, Revelation chapter 14, Revelation 16, Revelation 19. All talk about that day right there. Revelation 11 verse 15. The kingdoms of our the world become the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ. When does that happen? Right there at Armageddon. we still got all this to fulfill yet. Amen. People's getting everybody worked up. I'm not against you having a few extra cans of beans, have some extra food, a little bit of water, some candles, some, in case some rough times come because there are rolling blackouts and different things. Amen. I'm not against prepping a little bit. But I'm not talking about being a fool and having tons of 55-gallon drums planted to, to sit around to live for 20 years. Because I'm planning on going up, not through. There's a bunch of people trying to go through the tribulation. I'm going up before the tribulation. God hadn't appointed me to wrath. This is a period of wrath. This is the wrath of the Lamb. This is the wrath of Satan. This is the wrath of God. God has not appointed His, uh, his children to wrath, but His enemies. He reserveth His wrath for His enemies. Listen, and the thing they got to understand about the tribulation, most of God's wrath is from here to here poured out. God's wrath doesn't begin here as it was going out of the church and God just pours out His wrath through here. No, it's right here. Hello? Amen. You with me? When's the end? This is the end. This is the end for the church. Actually, it's just the beginning. <laughs> it's the end for the church at the world. In the world. No more witnessing. We're not going to witness anymore. We'll testify against the world. But the church is done witnessing at that point. I don't know if you'll ever get to read the Bible from that point on. Maybe because you'll have complete knowledge at that point once you get the glorified body. 
But then the church goes up to the judgment seat of Christ, and they go up here to get judged. And then she makes herself ready. And then they have a marriage supper of the Lamb. And then she comes back with Jesus, according to Joel chapter number 2, his armies were there, coming back on white horses with him. And I know some people believe that's a select, you know, the call, the chosen, the faithful. And he says only a select few is coming back with him. But all I know is God's got an army coming back. And I believe that's the church in Joel chapter number 2 coming back with him. Revelation 19 said his army's coming back with him on white horses. And it looks like some are on mules. Listen, kings and priests and will reign with our God. He's going to set up King David. He's going to set up the twelve apostles. He's going to set up thrones and dominions for us. And somehow there's a bunch of people through the church age going to rule with them in the kingdom. But his wrath is poured out here. And for a period of time there, for three years, three and a half years, Elijah prays and he shuts up the wane. And it don't rain. Did you read over there how the grasses burn up and the trees are burned up and men are being scorched with fire? Listen, global warming's really coming in the trib. Hello, it's a real deal. It's fixing to happen in the trib. Amen. And there's darkness coming and men are going to gnaw their tongues for pain and there's sores coming. Amen. And talents of hail coming and earthquakes and all kinds of problems coming on a scale this world has never seen. And before this thing ends, there's great earthquakes where the cities of the nations are falling. Complete cities wiped out through one earthquake. There's a hurricane coming up in the book of Jeremiah that's going from coast to coast, from nation to nation. A worldwide hurricane. Can you imagine that? And guess who's driving it? George Bush. I mean, ain't that what everybody says? George Bush got a weather machine up there and he steered Katrina right into New Orleans. Hello. So George Bush down there in Texas getting his little weather machine going. When he gets it going, it's going to be the little nutty professor down there in Texas. That storm's going to be so big, it's going to be worldwide. Oh, that's a joke. I'm just joking with you. But God's going to create a weather storm that's going to go from coast to coast. And it's going to slay people. One huge arachidon, which is a, earth, a hurricane. A whirlwind. Hello. <laughs> going to happen right there. I mean, there's all kinds of things going to transpire in this period of time. Amen? Amen? And then he's going to mount up after the whole world's devastated and destroyed. The islands are going to flee away. Goodbye, Honolulu. Goodbye, Japan. Goodbye, Cuba. Goodbye, Bahamas. Goodbye, Puerto Rico. Hello. Goodbye, Philippines. 7,000 islands. The islands are going to disappear. The mountains are going to disappear. Goodbye, Rockies. Goodbye, Alps. Goodbye, Himalayas. Hello. Goodbye, Mount Everest. Goodbye, Mount McKinley. I know Obama changed it. Now it's Mount Denali. I mean, ain't that guy think he's something? Changing the names of mountains. What a clown. Hello? He thinks he's God. Hello? I'm just trying to tell you something. The mountains are going to disappear. According to the Bible. I believe the book. And you know what? God's going to send talents down of hell that's going to be anywhere from 80 to 110 pounds. Can you imagine chunks of ice hitting you that's 80 to 10 pounds? The size of a 16-pound bowling ball is too much for me to imagine. A gallon of water is 8 pounds. That's a pretty big chunk of ice. And can you imagine it being bigger than beach ball size? Chunks of ice coming down size bigger than beach balls? God's heating it up. He's going to break every tree, every house. Man, man's going to be broken. And you know what? There's a depopulation thing. And by the time, listen, we got over 7 billion people. When you get right over here at Armageddon, you're lucky to have 2 billion people left. And God's going to give them power to begin to start sweeping through here and start killing people and murdering people. And man's going to turn on man. Beast is going to turn on man. 
And at one point, the beast out of the bottomless pit is going to come up. Amen. And the sun will be turned to blackness and sackcloth. And there's going to be locusts coming out of the bottomless pit, stinging man. And death will take a vacation for six months or five months. And you know what? Man will attempt to die and he won't be able to die. You won't have to worry about life support at that point. He won't be able to die. They say, the doctor come up and say, let me give you morphine and we'll try to kill you and they'll dose him up with morphine. And guess what? He ain't dying. You want to talk about blowing a doctor's mind when they're using everything they can do and then some guy goes, hits the ground and he can't die. His brains are scattered all over the place and he's still living. People could jump out in front of a semi and they're splattered and they're still alive. You said, what? I'm telling you, the Bible says they're going to try to die and they can't. Death is going on vacation. God said, you served me 6,000 years. You've been working real hard to take you five months off. How would you like that five-month vacation? Hey, Amen. I'd like to start now. <laughs> Huh? Death's going to take a vacation. We're talking about a period of time coming that man can't even imagine. Everybody's worried about September 23rd and they're forgetting. This is the next coming Pentecost right there. You want to know something about the feast? This is the Feast of Tabernacles. They're right on the tabernacles. Everybody's looking at tabernacles. That's when Israel gets born again as a nation. The Day of Atonement in September. The Day of Atonement is usually a week or two before tabernacles. The week of atonement, the week of trumpets, the week of tabernacles. Israel will be born again. Jesus Christ comes back. Hello, you with me? Over here is Passover. First fruits, unleavened bread. That represents the first advent. This represents, tabernacles represents second advent. What's this picture? The church starts at Pentecost in Acts chapter number 2. church starts there. And the day of Pentecost was fully come. There's 3,000 people added to the Lord, right? Hello? You with me? When did it happen? Pentecost. Passover? Pentecost? Tabernacles. I believe they go out at Pentecost. God does everything around them Jewish feast. There ain't nobody looking at Pentecost. There ain't none of them looking at Pentecost. They're all looking at Tabernacles. And they equate the church going out here. Why? Because they say there's 70 weeks determined upon Israel. And they believe there's seven complete full years left. So everybody believes the rapture is going to take place right here. But one thing they don't believe is they don't believe that when the 69th week ended, the 70th week went right on through. They don't believe that happened. Nobody, now a couple of preachers that I know, will give it a chance and say, it may have, possibility, could have. And then they leave it, they drop it. But let's look at it, what if it did? What if 220 days were already fulfilled according to the Scriptures? There's 2,300 days left for the cleansing of that temple, Daniel chapter number 8. If that's the case, you back up six years. One, two, three, four... Five, six. And now you're going around for the seventh time and it takes you back Pentecost. 6.38 years. Except those days be short and there be no flesh saved. Everybody's missing that time right there. 6.38 years left. Amen? 6.38 years. Of this period of time left. People are missing it. Why? Because 220 days... We're already fulfilled there. I'm telling you, people's missing it. 
And they don't want to study the scriptures. They don't want to figure it out. I'm a poor worksman to be able to explain it. But I'm trying to explain it according to what the scriptures teach. The end's coming. When's going to be the end of the world? If they would have received what Jesus said, it would have been in seven years. But because they rejected it at Acts 7, God shoves it all the way out. Amen? When is the end of the world? The end of the world's right there. That's the beginning of the new world. God's new world order. At the rapture, in this period of time right around the rapture, is when Satan's new world order begins. And actually, it's going to begin when he makes that decree. Amen? And he signs that covenant. And he becomes king of the world. And we have a false kingdom. Amen? The world's coming to an end. You know anybody that's not in? You know anybody that's not saved? I tell you what, I'd be getting them saved. You say, what do you mean getting them saved? Try. Witness. Tell them. Show them the truth. Show them things. Show them the Word of God. Study the book. Say, hey, it's about over. Listen. Revelation chapter number 10, verse 6 says this. A man stood on the sea... And a man stood on earth. And he raised his hand up and he swore by him that liveth forever and ever. You know what he said? He said, time shall be no more. You know what he did? He walks over to the clock. He walks over to the clock and he grabs the hands. And he removes them. He said, time shall be no more. Done. Time's done. Time's up! Guess what? Time's just about up. The last few grains of sand's about falling through the hourglass. This thing is fixing to be where most Bible prophecies fulfill. This is the theme of God. The day of the Lord is His theme. And listen, He's going to have His day in court. He's going to have His due. He's going to get His pounds of flesh. Amen. And listen, it's about to wrap up in God's long-suffering. God's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. He's long-suffering to usward. Listen, God's long-suffering is about to run out. He's about to step up off the side of the throne. He's about to take whatever garments he's got, set it down beside the Father. When the Father gives him a nod, he said, go get your children. And he's going to come get us, and he's going to send and sit on his throne, and he's going to begin to judge the church. Boy, oh boy. You ready to face him eyeball to eyeball? You're going to look at the Creator. The one that made lightning, the one that made the fish and the cattle and the seas and the lands and the trees and everything that is. You're going to look at your Savior eyeball to eyeball. It's fixing to come. I believe I'd be trying to do my best to get everybody in that I can. The end's about to wipe out. The end's about to end up. Father, we do love you. Thank you, Lord, for being so good and kind to us. I pray that we'd be able to help somebody with these dates. I hope I made the chart explainable.